and all the time. Amen. You may be seated. We have, I'm going to say, not a handful, maybe not a bucketful, but a basketful of absence today because of illness and uh, illness-related things. So we want to make sure our amens are louder, hallelujahs are greater, and so on. And let us worship the King as we just got through singing about. And one of our absence is uh, the uh, music director and assistant pastor, Brother Harold. And uh, he has just got into the routine of doing all of our announcements. And I don't know, did you see all the announcements on the PowerPoint? If not, uh, we can do that again, I guess. But uh, we want to worship the Lord and be attentive to all of our announcements. I always give emphasis, however, to uh, our Wednesday night service. And Sister Glenda Carr has our Bible study this week, and we want to give a, a good attention to that as well. Now then, would there be any announcements or anything to be given by way of emphasis from you? Sister Faye Jacobs has one. All right, a sign-up sheet. I think you get $10 if you sign up. <laughs> Maybe I didn't hear that part right. But anyway, we, we need that, and we look forward to that event as well. Are there any other announcements or anything to be given emphasis? If not, then we're going to go to the Lord in prayer and there is, as I've already mentioned, several that are not feeling well today and are afflicted as well. And we want sincerely to uh, hold them up in prayer. Before we do the prayer, there are some of us that have had some close calls in recent days. Sister Faye had a fall during the retreat she was at, and she broke the floor, but she didn't break anything else. But uh, she had a close call, and the pastor had a, oh, I had a major tumble last night, and all I got out of it was uh, an arm that doesn't work too well. However, the hand does, but uh, anyway... I'm very grateful. I had a close call myself. And uh, anybody else got a testimony before we go to the Lord in prayer? Anyone with a praise? Brother Chris, stand and give your praise. Brother Craig. Thank 
family of God. God can use us wherever we are. Wherever we are. COVID doesn't stop God. There there will be downfalls. That's good because people have the spirit of fear. Well, God has not given us the spirit of fear. Thank you, brother, brother, brother Craig, very much. And if, and if we didn't get the sound mind out of it, we got wives out of it anyway. Right. All right. I uh, happen to remember as you were talking, began your testimony that you were thanking the Lord for being your personal Savior. This month, October, and the date was, uh, 19, uh, was 28th, 1956. I accepted the Lord graciously and happily into my heart. And uh, I don't know how many years ago that was, but it's well over 70. And I'm very thankful today that Jesus still abides within my heart, my life. Is there another testimony from someone? If not, then I'm going to ask your congregation to stand as we go to the Lord in prayer, if you have a request, please lift your hand. And we'll call this an unspoken request, but the Lord knows what's on your heart right now. Brother Nagel, if you'll lead us in prayer. Amen, oh God. We thank you, dear Lord. We honor you today. Father, as we come to you. We thank you, dear Lord, that your love and mercy abounds, Lord, in our hearts and in our lives. We thank you, Lord, that we can bring these requests to you and bring our praises to you. Father, we want to give you the glory, the honor, and the praise, O oh God. In the name of Jesus, we lift up your holy and righteous name. Praise your name, O oh God. Blessed be the name of you, O Lord, O God. In the name of Jesus, we are loving you today. Thank you, dear God, for your love to us. We honor you, Lord, O God. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, O God, we praise your name, O Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We honor you, O Lord. Praise your name, O God. Praise your name. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. We have come to worship the King. O Lord, we lift up your name today. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. You may be seated if our ushers would come. And uh, Aaron, I believe you're here, aren't you? As we receive our, this is the second Sunday. This is the offering that is designated for missions. Uh, if you have a gift other than or in addition to missions, please put it on the envelope or the, your check and let us just uh, worship the Lord through our giving today. After the offering here, we'll 
enter into the singing portion of our service. Thank you, Sister Beverly, for pinch-hitting in this manner for us today. Father, as we worship you, we thank you, Lord, for the privilege to give unto the cause of Christ. Bless the gift, bless the giver. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. church this morning.
world is not our home. And I don't always feel at home in this world. There are so many things that have changed and that things that people feel are politically wrong. Well, whatever is politically wrong, my God is in control. And you know what? I'm going to worship him. I'm going to worship him. Hallelujah to my king. I may not feel at home in this world, but I can look forward to a new heaven and a new earth. And God has provided all of that for me and for you. And I hope to see you all there.
Thank you, Aaron, very much. When we were singing, you couldn't hear me, which was a blessing, of course, but when we all were singing, and that particular last song, chorus, we'll see the king, we'll see the king, soon and very soon. I happen to think that we, we of course, have no idea when that is going to happen. When we go to sleep, whether it be a nap, whether it be at nighttime at your regular bedtime in the be at the bed, if you are having a surgery and they put you to sleep, there is no assurance, and it shouldn't be a problem, that we'll wake up. In this world, I have had a few surgeries, and I'm old enough that I could tell you about them, but I won't. The fact is, when I go to sleep, whether it be for a power nap or whether it be at bedtime or for instance, a surgical anesthesiological type surgery or going to sleep. We do not know what's going to happen next. We just know the last thing we remember, maybe someone standing there ready to put a mask on you, or somebody has turned the lights off in the bedroom, or you remember saying to somebody, wake me up in 10 minutes. We just don't know what's going to happen beyond that time. And of course, the song implies something that's very true. If we die in the Lord, we shall see the King. That's a, that's a guarantee. We're, we're going out of this life into the world that we've never been before. And we just uh, are going to experience what we have prepared ourselves for in this life. Now that can be scary. Or that can be very soothing, comforting. I, I will tell you about Brother Oscar Hammer. Oscar Hammer married to Virginia. And I was their pastor at 21st Street. My wife and I served there back in the late 80s and 90s. And Brother Oscar had had a lot of illnesses. And this last illness that he had, the doctors 
gathered the family around and shared with them. He cannot handle living without this surgery. But yet if we do this surgery, he will not wake up from it. And he told the family that Oscar had said, I can't handle what's going on in this life anymore. I'm ready to go. And as I heard the doctor and sat there with the family, it could be that some of you may know some of the Hammer family, Mike and Connie Terrell, uh, who are still active church members at 21st Street, were son and daughter, son-in-law, daughter and son-in-law. And as the doctor left the room, I remember she never had much to say, but she did say something at this point in time, Connie I'm talking about, the daughter. She says, I guess he's getting ready to see the king. And it wasn't 30 minutes from that point in time that the doctor came through the door and he, he said, we could not save him. He has passed, quote, unquote. And, of course, the family wept because they had loved, lost their husband, their dad. And I believe there were grandchildren. I know there were grandchildren there, come to think of it. And when I hear this song that we've sang this morning, we shall see the King. It needs to be a glorious thing. And I reminded Connie of what she had said. I guess Dad is getting ready to go and see the King. Well, it's a wonderful thing to know when your loved ones have went on to meet the Lord and he is there as their king. It's a wonderful thing also when you go to sleep in whatever manner you go to sleep, what time of day or whatever the circumstances are, that you have went to see the king. My message today, there's three sections to it. If you have noticed some of the television programs, they'll run two or three or four even stories of one after the other. And sometimes, many times, they don't even connect with each other other than the fact this group has this going on, another group has another issue, etc. Well, all of my sections, I have three sections today. And I'm going to begin with a section that is entitled, Are We There Yet? And if you're a parent and you've been on a trip with a 
child, son or daughter, it doesn't matter, and they get a little weary, are we there yet? Well, it's a probably said different ways. How much longer? Can we stop and get something to eat? And then there's other phrases that I won't mention at this point in time. But the title that I have is based upon this thought. Are we there yet? And the scriptures, King James Version from Psalms chapter 122. I was glad when they said unto me, Let us go into the house of the Lord. Our feet shall stand within thy gates, O Jerusalem. Jerusalem is built as a city that is compact together. Whether the tribes go up, the tribes of the Lord, unto the testimony of Israel, to give thanks unto the name of the Lord. For there are set thrones of judgment, the thrones of the house of David. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. They shall prosper that love thee. Peace be within thy walls and prosperity within thy palaces. For my brethren and companions' sake, I will now say, Peace be within thee, because of the house of the Lord our God, I will seek thy God. As the title says, are we there yet? And far from me to be judgmental in regards to this thought, are we there yet? As opposed to, are we there yet? I would not want to go there except to say, I know that because of the timetable that we live in, and are in, living in, that it's rather obvious that we haven't got there yet. But I think of what the psalmist, and it was David that wrote these words, of what he is saying. And the very first verse is a key to this thought for me. I was glad when they said unto me, Let us go into the house of the Lord. There is circumstances in this world that occupies not only our thoughts, our physical activities, our social directions, and our economic pursuits. And all these things generally will tend, and I will also use another phrase, and will lend to our distraction to keep us from where we need to be in the Lord. Are we there yet? I was glad 
he said, when they said unto me, let us go unto the house of the Lord. Not necessarily talking about a church house, but not ruling that particular thought out. Because when we belong to the Lord and have the understanding and peace of the Lord Jesus Christ in our lives, we want the church to be a part of thy lifestyle of our thinking, of our process as we process the things of this world. Our feet, he went on to say, was talking about Jerusalem as we understand the text of the scripture and putting it in its context. And he is saying Jerusalem is built as a city that it is all together. Indeed, it was walled. And that was part of its togetherness as it was a compact place. And he talks about the things that are in it. He talks about the thrones of judgment, the thrones of the house of David. And then he includes the thought that echoes sometimes even through the Senate, the Congress, the White House, and the various chambers of Washington, D.C., as people from time to time will remember that we've got to be good to Jerusalem, that we've got to be good and kind to Israel, and that because of that, there will be peace within our pursuits as a nation and as a, a Congress, as a government. Well, Sometimes the motives can be right on target in the spiritual sense. Oftentimes their motives are in the political sense. But the psalmist said, But brethren, companions, for your family's sake, I want you to know that there will be peace in you when we get there. And because of you getting there. And of course the ninth verse ends up. Because of the house of the Lord. Our God. I will seek thy good. Are we there yet? You can answer that question within yourself. Are we there yet? Section 2. There are detours. Sometimes people have a new way. Change the PowerPoint screen. Because people take detours. Because there is a new way. And then there is the old adage, we have never done it this way. We have never done it this way. I've never seen it done. This, it may not work. I've never seen it done this way. 
in Acts chapter 9, verses 10 through 19. Listen to what the Gospel of Luke says at this particular time. There was a certain disciple at Damascus. His name was Ananias. This is a very good man, by the way. It's not the one that was married to Sapphire. And he had a vision, and the Lord spoke to him in that vision. And it really got his attention. And if these are the exact words said at the particular time of the vision happening, as he comes through, he says, the vision says, Behold, I am this is the Lord in the vision. And he says, it got his attention, as I said. Behold, I am here, Lord. And the Lord said, get up. Uh, I'll tell you what, you may be covered up with all your blankets, electric and non-electric. And you may be covered up uh, just enough. To, because it's a hot day or a hot night, or you may be covered up because it's winter time and ten below outside. But the Lord says in this vision, He says, I want you to get up. I want you to go into the street, and the street's name is Straight. By the way, this street still exists. It's still there today. And I want you to go in this out to the straight street, the name of it. And then I want you to go down to where Judas lives. And I want you to ask for the one that is called Saul. He's from Tarsus. And behold, he'll be there praying. So, Ananias, he understands the Lord. He understands that what the Lord has said. And the Bible gives this narrative, kind of behind the scenes of what is happening. This is to Saul, or to Paul, as he's been renamed. He said, he has seen in a vision a man named Ananias coming in and putting his right hand on him that he might receive his son, his sight. Kind of a two-way scene unfolding. And the Lord speaks again to Ananias. He said, and Ananias, we're dealing with a new way. We're dealing with a detour. We're dealing with, I've never done it this way before. I've always watched Channel 13. I don't want to go to Channel 11. Oh, this is where I'm comfortable. This is what I want to do. So I... Ananias says, Lord, I have heard 
Many people told me this, of this man that has been called Saul. How much evil he has done to thy saints at Jerusalem. Now I will tell you, I think this man had a real problem, Ananias. I uh, have lived in places that it wasn't safe to be out when it was dark. It wasn't good to go into certain neighbors, neighborhoods. Uh, I understand how that still even exists. And Saul isn't, has been of the kind of person that would send fright, fear, and want to stay away from him, type feelings to people. And you'd look for a way around. I do terror. You'd look for another way to do it. You'd look for, wait a minute, this is not the way it should be done. But the Lord has spoke. And he says to the Lord, he, he's done a lot of evil to the saints at Jerusalem. I hear that he has authority from the chief priest to bind all that call on thy name. You've heard this story before about Saul and his background and the authority that he had to, de to kill and destroy. And here in a vision, Ananias is hearing this particular command from the Lord, get up, go to Straight Street, and go to the house of Judas. But the Lord said unto him, Get going. Go thy way. And this is what he says about Saul. He is a chosen vessel unto me. He bears my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. For I will show him how great things must suffer for my namesake. What, what, what a event. This is not the story of Paul over on one of the islands or in prisons. This is before he actually gets started in a ministry. But here's another individual in this story that we don't hear very much about, and that's Ananias. Ananias is a, be, is a very key player in this particular theme. And he is told in a vision by the Lord to get up, get on the straight street, go to the house of Tarsus. I want you to see this person that's a, that you have already understood as a killer that puts people in jail, in prison, destroys them, executes them. But you are to go to him to tell him how great things must, how he must suffer for my name's sake. Well, a detour, a new way. It wasn't Ananias's pot of tea here or a cup of coffee. This was not what he was serving the Lord to do. 
But the Bible says in verse 17 that Ananias went his way and he entered into the house and putting his hands on him said, Brother Saul, the Lord, even Jesus, that appeared unto thee in the way as thou camest, hath sent me that thou mightest receive thy sight and be filled with the Holy Ghost. And immediately there fell from his eyes zipped in scales, and he received sight forwith and arose and was baptized. He was detoured. Do we ever get detoured in our life and what do we do with it? Do we ever experience a new way and we wonder uh, how in the how it got this way because we didn't used to do it that way. We've never done it this way before. But God somehow is showing us a path. God somehow is opening doors and pulling back the curtains in a, a way that we've never experienced before. Ananias certainly was experiencing that. And here he goes into this killer's house or where this killer was staying. He's blind at this point in time. But Ananias put his hands on his eyes, and as he receives his sight, it's as if, think, if you want to think fish scales, they, they just begin to open up. What, what, a, what a detour this has been. What a new way this has been experienced. Even though Ananias had never done it this way before, something was happening new. There was a water of life, a new river flowing, if you might uh, want to interpret it in that particular thought, and an experience that this experienced minister, Christian, uh, had never felt in his life. Oh, I tell you, as a Christian that has been around for a long time. I want to feel something of the Lord that I have never experienced before. I want to experience that walk. I want to experience that detour, please. I want to be able to say and not mean it, but because I have done it His way, I am so glad I'm not doing it my way, but listening to Him. Verse 19 says, And when he had received meat, he was strengthened. That's talking about Saul, who was to be Paul. And when he was strengthened, then Saul was there with the disciples, which were at Damascus. And of course, there's a lot more to the story as he was actually lowered in a basket over the wall to go on and be able to escape the city. But there was a detour. There was a new way. The old feeling, the old adage, never done it this way. It went down the tube. No longer in existence. Thank God. 
Now for my third section of this presentation today. I'm using the Message Bible as my point of reference for this text of Scripture from Exodus chapter 15, verses 1 through 10. Then Moses and the Israelites sang this song to God, giving voice together. Now then, as far as I know, we do not have the music to this particular song. And if we did, Sister Beverly would not play the notes for me to sing the song, so I will just read it. This is a song. Moses and the Israelites sang this song to God. That's, that's the Bible. And they gave voice together. And here goes the song by me reading it. I'm singing my heart out to God. What a victory. He pitched horse and rider into the sea. God is my strength. God is my song. And yes, God is my salvation. This is the kind of God I have. And I'm telling the world, this is the God of my Father. I'm spreading the news far and wide. God is a fighter, pure God, through and through. And may at this point interject two thoughts. Are we there yet? And the other thought is, we've never done it this way before. Now back to the song. Pharaoh's chariots and army. He dumped in the sea. The elite of his officers he drowned in the Red Sea. Wild ocean waters poured over them. They sank like a rock in the deep blue sea. Your strong right hand, God, shimmers with power. Your strong right hand shatters the enemy. In your mighty majesty, you smash your upstart enemies. You let loose your hot anger and burn them to a crisp. At a blast from your nostrils, the water piled up, tumbling streams dammed up, wild oceans curdled into a swamp. The enemy spoke. I'll pursue, I'll hunt them down, I'll divide up the plunder, I'll glut myself on them, I'll pull out my sword, my fists will send them reeling. A detour, are we there yet? The last of the song says, 
you blew with all your might, and the sea covered them. They sank like a lead weight in the majestic waters. Here we have the beginning and the end. Are we there yet? Somewhere in between, we are living today. The end is coming. Are we going to be able to walk through with the waters of life dammed up on either side and walking through by holding on to the hand of God? Or will we be still in pursuit of life and what life has to offer? And in that pursuit, the waters crash in on us. When you go to sleep for a nap this afternoon, or when you go to sleep in the bed bedroom tonight, we do not what we do we do not know what we will awake to. But we do know that we can be with the King. We shall see the King. We shall see the King. Oh, today, my heart's plea, and oh my goodness, this is not just rhetoric-type words. This is from the bottom of my heart. I trust that you have that relationship and that communion with the Lord Jesus Christ because we are going to see the King. And I want to be ready to meet Him. I want to be ready to go whenever my eyes have closed and my spirit awakens on the other side. I want to be with the King, don't you? Oh, blessed be the Lord, blessed be the Lord. This morning my heart rejoices because God is there. Because He has opened up the sea for us to walk through. We can say, time is not yet. And true, we are not there yet. But true, He has provided and is providing the way. He is providing the avenue called straight. He is providing for you a way that you may see the King. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. I want to see Him, as the song says. Oh, I want to see Him. And I believe that by walking the way that the Lord wants us to walk, and talking the talk that He wants us to talk, folks, hold on to Jesus This world offers many things of distraction, many things of sorrow. The pandemics, the social crashes, the racial differences that are in the world. It's a wicked world. But Jesus is the way. Jesus is the life. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Let us look to Jesus. Let us hold to His never-failing hand, we want to go and see the King. Would you stand in the name of the Lord? If there is somebody this morning that wants to make your way to this altar, I want you to do so right now. I don't want you to hold off. I don't want you to linger. And if there is somebody here today 
that just wants to worship the Lord. I want you to be free to worship the Lord right now. Shall we all worship the Lord? Father, in the name of Jesus, we love you. And we thank you, Lord, for your love to us. We thank you, Lord, that your, oh, your word is true. And Lord, your spirit is real. God, we want you to be raised up in our hearts, in our lives, in our families. Oh, God, in the name of Jesus, we are praying today. We are praying today and thanking you, Lord, for all that you have done, all that you're going to do. Oh, bless be the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Bless be the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Praise your name, O oh God. Praise your name. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Oh, thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. Praise the good Lord. Praise the good Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, dear Lord. Oh, plus be the name of the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Oh, praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, dear Jesus. Thank you, dear Jesus.